Hi, I'm Laura Lawrence, and I'm a fiery redhead with a big heart and an even bigger vision to connect people through real and raw conversations. My journey started as an educator, but life threw me an unexpected curveball that took me on a messy but magical journey of discovering my way back to myself. Speaking from the heart cannot begin without first acknowledging my own privilege as a settler here on Treaty 6 territory, traditional homeland of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Diné, and Métis people. On my journey of learning and unlearning, I will forever be grateful to a man named Perry, a residential school survivor who first opened my eyes and broke open my heart to the undeniable truths that he and so many other Indigenous people experienced right here in this province of Saskatchewan and our country of Canada. Acknowledgement of pain is where our journey of healing all begins. Whether you're here to recharge, reconnect, or just escape for a few minutes from the noise and heaviness of life, there's something here for you. So pull up a chair, let's laugh, let off some steam, and grow into the next version of ourselves together. Welcome in Heart Talkers. So another solo episode today. And I'm going to say this, as someone who has been speaking for a living, really, since the time I've been 21, because that's how old I was when I started teaching and standing up in front of what I think is one of the hardest audiences to speak to, which is adolescent kids. I am so used to being in front of a live audience. So sitting here with just me and my mic in my walk-in closet has been a little bit of a challenge, to be honest. And I am trying to authentically bring you a message, still conveying the same emotion and trying to connect with an audience who I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I know some of you. Um, it's been a really interesting journey this last month. I thank you all for, for the feedback and for tuning in. And I think today's episode is going to be something that you will be able to relate to no matter what age or stage you are at right now in your life is we're going to talk about um, finding your purpose. So I'm a dreamer. And I'm always thinking about the next adventure or the next challenge. I am having these wild ideas of the next business uh, venture that I'm going to go on. In fact, the other night I was sitting with my husband and I was on Instagram and there'd been this really cool reel that came up with a travel blogger here from Saskatchewan. And I was taking a look at his post thinking like, how fun is this guy's life that he gets to travel around and check out all these new staycations and, and share it with the world. And so I just turned to my husband, Alan, I said, okay, I, I really want to be a travel blogger. Like this looks like it's so much fun. And he, uh, he was reading a book at the time and he kind of like looked up from the book very slowly, like as if you would in the movies. And he looked over at me and he said, in a very serious but loving voice, Laura, you could be the fucking president of the United States, but that doesn't mean you should be. So just give it three years and see how you feel. <laughs> he knows me so well. Um, but isn't that right? We, I mean, like, I have to often remind myself that I can do anything that I want, but I shouldn't do everything. And staying in a lane 
uh, for me has been a challenge. And I think that it's also been an adventure. And if some of you who've been following me the last 10 years have seen me kind of pivot and do a couple of different things, you know, you know that in my heart of hearts, I'm just always following that true compass of where I feel the most passionate about. So today we're going to talk about finding your purpose. And I want to share with you um, an experience that I had uh, just a little while ago when I was invited to be a keynote speaker at a mental wellness day for um, military families. So I wasn't really sure what to expect. I knew there'd be veterans and there'd be men who actively served in the military. I knew there for sure would be some wives and some children, but I really was going in quite blind. I don't have any experience in the military. I mean, I I watch movies, I watch the news, and often I love to know the demographic quite well of the audience to whom I'm speaking so that I can really meet their needs. So I thought this, in preparing for the same keynote um, that I've given many, many times, I I, I changed it up a little bit. I decided to changed the first couple of slides. I thought, I have 90 minutes for these guys and their families to get to know me. I don't want it to be fluffy stuff. I want to get real and raw with them right off the bat. And the best way I know how to do that is to talk about um, my own transition through some of the most hardest days of my life. And so I put in a slide that included photos of myself that were taken during one of the darker times in my life uh, when I was going through the earliest days of separation and, and divorce. And it took me a while to find some photos because I'll tell you this, I, I didn't really take many photos of myself at that time. I was the thinnest I'd ever been. I'd finally felt, I think, physically as confident as I could have ever felt. I was finally the, the size I had always dreamed about Uh, being. In fact, it was, you know, the easiest but most difficult weight I'd ever lost. So I didn't have a lot of pictures. So when I did find uh, a few pictures, I looked at them and man, it took me back. It took me right back to that time. It's so interesting how our bodies hold the stories. Yeah. So we might be a decade or two out from a very painful experience. We might have done all the healing. We might have done all the feeling, all the therapy, all the things, read all the books, did all the things we needed to move through all of the, you know, the shit that comes with it. And then we can look at a picture or hear a song, um, you know, or smell a smell and be taken right back. That's, that's the, beauty and the curse, I think, of our senses and how we use our senses to connect to our experiences. So anyway, I'm showing these photos um, to really drive home a fact that what we see on the outside is most definitely not what's always the story uh, when it comes to mental health. So we can't just assume that by looking at someone or by looking at a photo, we know really what's going on uh, in that person's mind, in that person's self-confidence, uh, in their relationships in their life. And so in, in every photo, you could see that I was smiling, I was embracing one of my children, I was dressed very nicely. Uh, but the interesting thing is, if you looked really closely at my eyes, you can see the pain in my eyes. And if you look really closely at my posture, you can also see the pain uh, in my body. And isn't that isn't that the truth? Like, it doesn't matter how hard we try to hide our pain. 
and our stories that we're carrying in those invisible backpacks that are just jam-packed full of all the shit we've ever experienced in our life on our backs. It doesn't matter how hard we try to hide it. If someone is perceptive enough and paying attention enough and intuitive enough, uh, they'll see, feel, hear the pain. So I was showing these pictures and we had a really good chat as a group about, you know, what it's like to perceive what mental health, what good mental health looks like. And of course, they came to a very quick um, conclusion that we can't just assume and we can't just look at someone and, and know what the state of their mental health is. What's interesting is I usually don't cry uh, when I do a keynote address. In fact, I can remember a handful of times uh, out of the eight years of public speaking that I've cried during my presentation. And it's always been when I'm talking about the youth that I've worked with in my life and how those youth have held space for me in hard times. So I, I was reliving this experience of going through some of those hard, painful days of trying to show up as my best self as a teacher, uh, teaching, you know, chemistry 30 and bio 30. And I mean, those aren't uh, those aren't subjects that you can really fake your way through, especially when you are in the depths of a you know deep depression. And most days I would just show up to work, I remember, and um, I would just sit at my desk behind my, my computer and um, really try to just keep it together. And I would do as little speaking as possible. You know, those grade 12s that year really had to pull their weight. Uh, you know, I was giving maybe 20%. Uh, so those kids really had to come in with the other 80. And I, I definitely was not showing up as my best self. I felt like an empty shell, like my clothes were hanging off me. I had dark bags under my eyes. Um, makeup couldn't hide it. You know, most days I, I just honestly was just waiting to get home so I could go back into bed, uh, crawl back into my shell, right? And so here's when I started to cry during this keynote address uh, with those military families. When I got to the part of the story about what happened at the end of that most difficult year of my life. So uh, when we got to the end of that year, of course, the grade 12s are getting ready to graduate. Um, and they, uh, they asked me to be their guest speaker for their graduation. And I remember thinking, like, why would you ask me? to stand up and deliver a graduation address after the shittiest teaching year of my life. Like I have done you no service this year. I did not bring my best self. I was a horrible teacher. I, you know, should have just quit. I should have taken a leave. All of those things I was telling myself. And um, I, I was incredibly honored and I was, you know, incredibly taken aback. And I remember um, years later, I, I was having a conversation with one of those grade 12 students and I said, you know, I just still don't understand why you asked me um, out of all the teachers. You know, I was really struggling that year. And that student said, yeah, you were. And you showed us what it's like to have to experience something really hard in life and still keep moving forward. What a profound moment. Firstly, we never know who we're inspiring, even when we feel like we can barely show up for ourselves. Somebody else is watching and something that we are doing to keep ourselves afloat, to keep going, is inspiring someone else. Because that's it, isn't it? I mean, life keeps moving on. 
uh, for each and every one of us. Despite any loss we've experienced, any trauma, any grief that we're carrying with us, the world does not stop turning. We can't just opt out of our lives when things get tough, when we lose people we love, when we lose relationships, when we lose careers. I mean, we have to just keep on keeping on. Uh, We just have to try the best that we can with the tools that we have and stay connected to hopefully what our purpose is, which I'm going to get to. So the episode is about, yeah, how do we find our purpose? So I think for me that the definition of purpose is really why I'm here. Like, what is my existence about? And the older I get, the more I think deeply about this. The other night I was putting my five-year-old to bed and I was reading him my book, Lily's Loud Mouth, which shameless ad here. If you have not read the book, it is a fantastic read, not just for children, but for people of all ages. I was reading it to him. We were getting to the end of the book and we uh, we got to the part um, where at the end of the book, there's a photo of me and all of the information about, you know, who Laura Lawrence is and and uh, what she's about and when she started writing books. And I looked over to my five-year-old and I said, you know what, buddy, when you're a dad and you have kids and you read, you know, your kids' storybooks before bedtime, you can read this book and you can tell them that your mom wrote the book. You know, thinking we're going to have this really endearing, heartfelt moment, I looked over at him and he started to cry and he started to sob. And I said, buddy, what is wrong? Like, why are you crying? And he looked at me and he said, Mama, I don't want you to change. I want you to stay just the way you are. I don't want you to be a grandma and I don't want you to get old. I just want you to live with me for the rest of your life. And then, of course, I start crying because he's just my little empath and joy bug and full of so much love. And and I said, well, you know what, bud, right now, um, right now, mommy's right here. And we live together. And when you get older, you can always come and visit me. And he started crying even harder and said, but I don't want you to lose your voice. And I don't want you to, you know, not be able to move. And immediately in that moment, I realized he was thinking about the only context of uh, being an older person and and a grandparent that he knows, which is my grandmother, who is in a nursing home and who had a stroke right before the pandemic and cannot speak and cannot move. So for him in his five year old life, that is the only reference he has to what it's like to be uh, a grandma um, who's older. And so I just was like, wow, I in that moment thought about my own um, my own existence and my own fears of about what it feels like to be getting older and am I doing you know the best that I can for my family? Am I fulfilling my purpose here on on earth? Am I like just living my life to this the best of my ability and and uh, that night after I I crawled into bed with my husband and I said you know what like I have always had. Uh, uh, and I talk about this in the first episode, if if you listen to the intro episode, since I've been a young child, I can remember having uh, quite a quite a noteworthy fear of death. 
and um, of not being on this earth, of, of enjoying these things in the physical um, form. And I, I looked at Alan, my husband, and I said, I, I now understand why I have been drawn so passionately to writing books and to doing this podcast. And I said, it's because I don't ever want my voice to be gone. I, I want my children and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren, I want them to always have access to my voice and to my teaching and to my words. And I guess for me, um, the purpose of writing the books and, you know, even doing the podcast is to reach other hearts and, you know, with these everyday stories and uplift and inspire and, and um, give hope. But really, when I think about it, it, it is to leave this legacy for the ones who I love most so that when I'm gone, oh my gosh, I feel myself getting a little emotional here, <laughs> so that when I'm gone and, and I'm no longer Earthside, I can still be here. It's like my way of being immortal. <laughs> it's so weird, but it's true. Um you know, so when you think about what's the definition of purpose, it's it's for the reason for which something exists. And and many of us spend a great deal of our lives trying to find that reason. Like, what is it that we're good at? Where can we add value to the world? You know, how can we be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be? We don't have to write books, record podcasts to leave a legacy. You know, we don't have to be famous or rich to leave a legacy or we don't even always have to get it right in our lives to have purpose and leave a legacy. We, we just need to follow what's true in our hearts and we need to stay close to what feels light and what feels right, and where we feel drawn to the path that is the most integral for who we are. And you know what? Here's what I think. I think that that can change multiple times in your life. I think that we aren't just born with one God-given purpose. I believe that we're born with infinite purpose, and that as things in our lives change, our purpose then changes as well. I mean, when I think about how I found my purpose, I don't think I found it. I, I actually think that it found me. And in my case, uh, it found me a couple of different times. And the purpose that I am living out now found me because of my pain. And it was after wading through the pain and the layers and the, you know, getting it wrong more times than I got it right, that led me to this purpose of connecting with people heart to heart in conversations, in authentic experiences where we just kind of strip down all the layers and get real about what this life is like to live both, both the good, the bad, and, you know, the ugly with these military families, you know, I, I got to a point in my keynote where we talk about this, like, what is, what is the purpose of our existence? Collectively, in the room, we, we came to this agreement that our purpose is about leaving an impact. And leaving an impact requires love. And it requires compassion. And it requires connection. Uh, and at the end of our days, you know, sitting here having this, this real profound moment with these military guys and their families is that like, after we have done all the things, accomplished everything we wanted to raised the babies, you know, 
did all the accolades in the career, whatever it is, you know, we're ticking off our to do list at the end of the day. uh, And at the end of our lives, you know, we just want to know that we've made a difference. And when I got to that point in the keynote, and I looked around and I could see these really stoic men, and I could see the softening in their eyes. And in a few of them, I could even see the tears. And that's what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. When, when we take out all the pain and we take out all the conflict and the trying to get to the bottom of who we are and understand the people that we love and sift through all the bullshit in between, it is like, have we made an impact? And we can make an impact in so many ways. We can make an impact through the things that we're passionate about. Baking a pie for a neighbor who's going through a really difficult time that's making an impact. It's leaving a legacy, right? Opening the door for a stranger, giving the person at a drive-thru a compliment, being kind. My gosh, there's so many ways that we can make an impact and we can really live a purpose-driven life. And I think so many times in my life, I've had to, to really think about um, the difference between productivity and purpose, because I think that we're conditioned in a world to believe that our purpose is to be productive. Our purpose is to achieve and to be all the things and to, you know, raise the bar higher and jump higher and do even better and better. And as I get older, and I'm in in my mid 40s here now, I, I realize how often I chase that carrot. And you know what, I'm still probably chasing a carrot. But at least I know I'm aware of it. But I I realize now more than ever that my existence and, you know, my legacy and what I'm here to do on this planet for the people I love and in the people who I'm fortunate enough to hold space for who are growing through hard things is that like, I just want to know that I made a difference in one small way. I often say um, that, you know, the whole idea of this ripple effect you reach one heart, you reach many. It's like, you know, that ripple effect when you throw a stone into a pond. So the one stone goes in, but you got all those ripples that that are coming out. I I think the most beautiful thing and the most beautiful gift in life is when we figure out that our purpose is not linked to productivity. I, I think in so many cases, our purpose finds us. I'd love to give you a step by step. Isn't that what we always want? Just give me the guide. Give me the list. I'll tick it off. Once I tick it off, then I'm golden. Let's dance. Let's go. But it's so different for each of us. And it's different dependent on the season we're in. When I think about what it was like to be um, a new mom with a newborn baby, just trying to get through sleepless nights the best that I could. My purpose was very different then. It was really to keep another human being alive while I was trying to figure out how the hell I could keep myself alive on so much minimal sleep. And, you know, the raw the raw nipples from the breastfeeding and God, that it was honestly, when I think back to that time, I think, how do we get through it as new moms? And then my purpose when I had my my second child, um, you know, and then I had a four-year-old and a newborn. I mean, it was, then I was juggling what motherhood was like having two children, you know, then what was it like to be a, a business owner and pursuing this 
new path with then my ex-husband while trying to juggle a full-time teaching position. Uh, You know, then what was my purpose, you know, after I got a divorce? That was hard. That really was so hard to sit in the thick of that and think, okay, I'm, I'm 33 years old. I have two small children under the age of six. I was stepping away from my teaching career. Now what do I do? I don't know what to do. I, I was no longer a wife. I was no longer a teacher. And again, when our purpose is related to our roles or our productivity, I mean, is that our true integral purpose? Because when I think about the things that I did as a teacher that fulfilled me and made me feel so, I think, um, empowered and just full of all the good things of, of why I love teaching, I can do that in many other capacities, which is what I'm doing now. So again, really being aware of when we think about what our purpose is, is, is it tied to a role or a career, you know, or can we strip it down to something so simple that we could fulfill that purpose regardless of who we are as a mother or a wife or a teacher or whatever role it is in the career that you play? We can be anything we want to be. The purpose is to find what lights us up. And the purpose may change depending on the season of life that we're in. And we don't have to always know what our purpose is. Sometimes if we're open to it, it'll find us in the times where we least expect it. So I encourage you to be curious, be open, be inquisitive, Uh, Look for signs in your life um, of maybe new paths, new adventures, new challenges, things where you can really just let your soul be free and do something that just feels light and right and maybe even outside of the norm that you would think that you would never, ever do something like that. My husband today was reading a book. He reads some of like the most interesting books. Sometimes I look over at his book and I'm like, why the hell? Like, what does that stuff even mean? They're very like philosophical. And I mean, he's reading now a book about some sort of adventurer who's somewhere like um, hiking in, in Afghanistan. I don't know. But he, he said to me in the kitchen, you know, just before I sat down to record this, he said, you know what, Laura, I think what what most people who are not feeling happy in their lives. Maybe maybe what they're experiencing is lack of adventure and lack of newness, lack of freshness. And I thought, that's a pretty damn good insight, Alan. You want to be a guest on my podcast? <laughs> Which I am going to get him. I'm going to I'm going to um nab him and convince him to sit heart to heart with me. I mean, we live together, but I mean, he he's not so, um, he's more of an introvert, but he is very wise. So I hope to hope to snag him on here. But, um, you know, as a husband and wife, we both have, have different views of what our purpose is, but we share the same, the same view of just uh, love and big and bold and trying the best that we can to stay close to the things that light us up the most. So That's the episode today. Uh, Short and sweet. I hope you got something out of it. Um, I tried to shoot from the hip today. I think that often I have a lot of fun when I shoot from the hip and I just never know what's going to come out next. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this community. 
I, I love showing up and I feel a sense of obligation to show up and I get to like, you know, ignore my house cleaning and my paperwork because I've got a podcast to record. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here today. Connection, conversation, and community are the foundations of healing hearts. I will forever be grateful to those who sat heart to heart with me in my hardest days to ride out the dark until I found light again. Thank you for being a part of this Heart Talk community. You can follow more on Instagram at lauralawrence.author or head over to lauralawrence.ca for more connection and resources to help you on your journey. And until next time, stay close to things and people who feel most right and light for your heart.